back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You're listening to 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block. I am Nate Brennan. He is the Husker Hall of Famer Mike Dyson, supposedly, I guess. 402-464-5685. Starter Heyman text line, Honda of Lincoln Hotline. We want to hear from you. You can also check us out on the Starter Heyman video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you head over to YouTube, our goal is 1,200 subscribers. Help us get to that number. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Let us know that you love 93.7 The Ticket. So we were talking for the break. Strick's been traveling overseas, and he's being mistaken for a seven-foot-two center, and Mike Tyson, who has a face tattoo. So Strick's enjoying himself over there. Again, 402-464-5685. We want to hear from you guys. So uh, Hail Varsity, Strick, also, if you can go ahead and unmute your mic. That way I can, I can hear you over on that end. Can you hear me? I hear you fine. Sweet. Uh, So before the break, we teased it. Nebraska uh, going into this season, a lot unknown, a lot of intriguing, fascinating players, however you want to describe them. So Hill Varsity came out with a list of their top 10. So I'm going to go through it real quick, and then uh, I'll get Strick's thoughts, and he can tell me some of the most intriguing players for him. Uh, Number one, I don't think is going to surprise any of you guys. That'll be the last one. I'll go from 10 to 1. But number one, I really don't think is going to surprise anyone. I think it's definitely at the top of every everyone's mind, especially with some of the changes that were made in the offseason. So here was Harold Varsity's most intriguing Huskers from 10 down to number one. Number 10, Tommy Hill. Number nine, Marcus Buford. Number eight, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Number seven, Trey Palmer. Number six, Anthony Grant. Interesting. Number five, Ty Robinson. Number four, Turner Corcoran slash Teddy Brahaska. Uh, number three, Mark Whipple. Number two, O'Shawn Mathis. And number one, Casey Thompson. So I don't necessarily disagree with the top 10. Um, I I probably would have changed up a little bit. Uh, First and foremost, Strick, I I think Casey Thompson being number one, that doesn't really surprise me. I think most Nebraska fans would probably agree simply because we've only had Adrian Martinez really to judge and really to to watch at the quarterback position for the last four years. We know that didn't work out. A lot of people saying, oh, it's been Scott Frost's fault. It's been the special teams. It's been Adrian Martinez. Uh, Verdusco's been thrown under the bus a couple times by the fan base. So I think what makes it most intriguing about Casey Thompson is not only is there unknown, we're going to find out pretty clear who was the problem here over the past couple seasons. Yeah, I, I, I think so. We're going to – we're gonna. Well, it's not going to be very, very clear. I think it's going to be clear to some extent because right. here's why. I mean, Whipple, in a sense, you know, if if, if Scott Frost stays true to form and, he, and what he has stated and and he's authentic in what he has said, right. then we do know that um, it won't be fully in his hands to, to be a, the judge of that because if he does and he allows them to do what they do, then it's going to be that decision that was made because obviously – Casey Thompson is loved by Frost. They love him. They think think highly of him. They also think highly of Purdy. Uh-huh. But it was it was a choice that Whipple really was, you know, in on. He was he was one of the the catalysts that was uh, going all in for for Casey Thompson. Right. So 
I, I can't put put the full uh, Monty on him. You know what I mean? But I can make a, a a slight statement that he does have some part because he is the head man in charge. Right. And for what it's worth, too, when Health Varsity came out with this, they, they gave Casey a nickname. They said Casey Chubba Thompson. So I, I think just kind of the quarterbacks in general, you can talk about the quarterback controversy, competition. That goes into it. And Casey Thompson, we've heard, has a short leash. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, yeah. I think Casey Thompson has earned the starting position. I think you have to give him a chance. But I know, unfortunately for Casey Thompson – this is kind of a must-win season for a lot of this coaching yeah. staff. So he's kind of yeah. put in a tough situation because whether whether Casey Thompson performs well, performs poorly, at the end of the day, Scott Frost and, co- and company are coaching for their jobs. So yes. it, uh, I, I think Casey Thompson might unfortunately be penalized because of that, which I don't necessarily agree with, but that's just kind of the situation that we put ourselves in. Uh, another one that stood out to me, O'Shawn Mathis at two. I, I can I guess I can get behind that simply because the defensive line was hurt by the transfer portal. Uh, guys moving on to the NFL level, guys graduating. There were a lot of different moving pieces at the defensive line. O'Shawn Mathis, one of the most highly touted transfer portal additions in the country. He comes in at number two. That doesn't surprise me. Mark Whipple also at number three. Uh, Verdusco had his fair share of issues with the offense, as did Scott Frost, so I think we needed a complete revamp with Mark Whipple. What's interesting to me at number four is they they had a combo of guys. So they had Turner Corcoran and Teddy Brahaska, obviously on the offensive line. Strick, I want to get your thoughts on that because I would take it even a step further. If you're going to say those two guys, I think the most intriguing possibly, you could even put it before Casey Thompson's just the offensive line as a whole. That's like I, I was gonna I was gonna say the same thing. Actually, I was gonna even do a little bit better than that. I was gonna go from center going left. Okay. <laughs> you know, that 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 was kind of what's gonna happen on the other side, you know what I mean? Like, and also I think you're right because you have to think about him coming off of injury. You have to right. think about that. I mean, he hasn't played in quite a long time. What's his what's his lung capacity is gonna be like? What's his energy level? What's his strength? going to be like is there going to be any concern with that with that knee you know what i mean and and so those are things that you do have to think about so i have to agree with you on that but i even further than that i i like the ty robinson situation okay. but i i i want to know who's going to be the next up who who also on the inside is going to be someone that's going to be able to jump in that rate or that rotation and make some noise as well what's interesting too is you bring up the center to the left Two of those guys, Cam Jurgens being one obviously left for the NFL, a lot of people haven't really mentioned it recently because it happened a couple months ago now, but Nuri was supposed to be the catalyst on that offensive yeah. line. He was supposed to be the guy, uh, possibly considered your best offensive lineman on the yeah. team that's returning. That so that hurts. He's obviously out for this season. Um, Scott Frost said he'll still be practicing with the team, which I think will help having him on the scout team, help out the defensive line. He will still be eligible next season, so we'll get him back, which which is definitely a good thing to hear. Uh, going past the top five, like you said, Ty Robinson, number five. Number six is is really intriguing, and we can make this a little bit of an argument, too. And I want to hear from you guys, 402-464-5685, because we talk about it all the time. And I want to get an idea of where the fan base is at. If I had to ask right now, snap number one against Northwestern, whether we accept, whether we defer, I'm talking about Nebraska's first snap under center. 
who is the starting running back for Nebraska? I, I want to know what you guys think because I want to know where the fan base is at. I know we talk about it. We have different opinions. 402-464-5685. Because number six on this most intriguing Huskers, they have Anthony Grant. So I'm making an assumption, and this might not be where they're going with that. But my assumption is that if you put him at number six, you're penciling him in as the starter. And it's he's intriguing because does he keep that job? Does he become that bell cow that everyone wants to see, that 1,000-yard rusher? I don't know. And, and to be honest with you, I don't know where it, where it puts Ramir Johnson because I've always said I think that starter come snap one is going to be Ramir. I know Mark Ripple said that he's going to play the slot position, but he was the leading rusher out of the running back group last season. He, he's proven out of everyone in the room, probably more than anyone, he can run the football. And, and I don't know if you're going to use him as a dual weapon. And when we talk about this 1,000-yard rusher, I think Ramir kind of falls more into the category 1,000 all-purpose yards, whether it be from the slot position, whether it be behind the backfield. Hell, you can even do some wildcat and put him at quarterback and see what happens at the red zone, for crying out loud. But I, I, that's who I'm going to say at number one. Stricker, you buying Hale Varsity saying Anthony Grant, probably the running back uh, there on snap one. I, I, I think so. I think he's probably going to be the he he's the guy I think that has most of the skill set that's going to be needed in this early early part of the season to to get a a a, a good feel as to how Nebraska is going to be able to run the ball and 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 he's the one I think gives you a little bit of Jacquez yet gives you a little bit of Ramir Johnson right. gives you a little bit of all those pieces that you don't have to be so siloed into one aspect of what those those players bring to the table. I would say for me, a big one that jumps up there really uh, big is both place kicker and yeah. uh, punter. Yeah. So Bleak Road, I'm looking at Bleak Road, and I'm also looking at uh, Bushini. I would you agree know, with those that. Are, mm-hmm. those, those are the ones that I'm, you know, are, are I'm interested in to see how they're going to win, help win this battle when it comes to field position. And it's interesting, too, because Texter says most intriguing Husker, I would say the special teams unit. If we're pulling all of them together, I'm right there with you guys. Uh, we, we have a bit of some differing differing uh, opinions here. Corey and Lincoln says, I like Grant as a breakout player in general. John and Cortland says, don't know who better be hauling the rock first play. I'm all for it. Run the damn ball. Strick's there with me, too. Seattle Joe says, Jacquez Yant, and and that's a really interesting one because I feel like out of everyone in the backfield besides maybe Gabe Irvin, Yant's the kind of guy you don't really know what you're going to get. He's cut down on weight a little bit. He's kind of that bruiser running back. I I don't know. I'd be certainly okay with Yant taking the first couple snaps too especially if you're trying to establish a ground and pound get your four yards here three yards there maybe break a seven yard carry there I think he's late for me so you think towards the end of the season I like I like I like yet second half okay where it's ground and pound it's time, it's time to yeah. you know you didn't felt you didn't felt a little bit of this you know this muscle this strength this this you know hitting it hard in the trenches now all of a sudden you come with somebody with that kind of speed yeah. with that kind of power with that kind of downhill running, one cut guy, get in there and pound on him. I, I like, I like for him to start filling up the stat sheet late for me, third quarter, mid third quarter. If you've got it sealed, 
you know, definitely in the fourth quarter where you're you're trying to, you know, keep moving the them chains and get them first down. That's those are like those, yeah, those are those running back powers, run between the guards, guard and the tackle, yeah. and then just shove it down their throat. I, I can get behind that. Texture says Brahaska will be all Big Ten. That trust me, if, if Nebraska has an all Big Ten caliber offensive line, if you sprinkle in a couple guys, I think Nebraska's gonna be pretty darn good this year. Uh John says first ten plays, all running plays, march it down the field. Strick, your thoughts. I know you're a big run the ball guy. You you I'm just trying to see that type of establishment because for me I think it then opens it up for who I'm hoping to have a good inside uh, on the hash and then outside uh, running great patterns. I'm hoping that Trey Palmer is able to give us that, that which, you know, we're hoping to see as well as Washington. I'm looking at both of them. He said he had a good Why? camp too. Because Casey Thompson yeah. and the chemistry they already have together. They're very familiar. There's nothing like a quarterback being comfortable with somebody, i.e., you know, you're looking at Tom Brady, right? In some of those dominant years that they had, yes, you know, you you had some of the great receivers um, uh, that that he's had uh, right. in that space. You know, there, there's been tremendous receivers, but one that he, if he needed a first down, if he needed a catch, if he needed to move the chains, that one person he would go to is Julian Edelman. You know what I mean? Because they knew each other. It was like, right. I knew where he was going to be. I knew where he was going to stop. I knew where he was going to break. I knew I knew he. I could trust him with that ball being anywhere in that area. There's nothing like a quarterback having that. And I'm thinking that that connectivity that him and Washington have could go a long way. But I also would like to see some success there. Uh, DP. Strick, are you still there? We lost you there for a second. I'm not sure if you can hear us having some connection issues here on, on the Sarder Heyman video stream. We'd like to see. Oh, you still there? You hear me, Strick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you repeat that? We we lost you there for a second. Yeah. You, sometimes dealing with the international. But what I'm saying is, DP has spoke about the wide receiver position, and one of the things that we would hope to see is a consistency with everybody. Maybe three or four guys having. 600 to 800 yards right and that would look like and have a that would be a very good successful year for the receiving core and that's kind of interesting that you mentioned the receiving core because then that goes in turn Gus says intriguing players would be the return men for me 25 yards on kickoff and 8 to 10 yards on punt return something we haven't seen at Nebraska in quite a while and I think that's one of the reasons too a, a lot of people don't mention Trey Palmer had a punt return touchdown last season like, I think part of what makes Trey Palmer such an asset to this team is that if you throw him back there as a punt returner, I'm awful. Like, I, I have trust in him. We haven't seen it on the field, but a guy that can score a touchdown at the SEC level, I have full faith he can hopefully bring that over to the Big Ten. Uh, Strick, I want to make sure that we mention this too, the Sarder Heyman video stream on YouTube. Uh, Toby asks, what happens if Casey has a great year in Adrian has a great year. What does that really tell us? Um, it, it tells us it's something else. I think that, okay, you know, and, and I don't think I can't say it's frost. I'd have to say um, it would be the previous uh, regime okay. that didn't coach him up 
to be who he really was capable of being. That's what I would say. I would probably agree with that. And it'll be interesting to see, too, because um, maybe culture-wise over at Kansas State, uh, whether it be they've kind of established identity. I know you talk about that a lot, Strick. I think that will help out Adrian. I think that might give him a little bit of an advantage because while he was at Nebraska, that there wasn't there wasn't really any much of a culture. I guess maybe towards towards the end of last year, you saw maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Flashes, really, right, right, and not really an mm-hmm. identity. And I think having something like that is really going to help out Adrian. But with that being said, I. I see what Mark Whipple did with Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh, and it makes me that much more excited for Casey, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that Mark Whipple, there's a reason he handpicked Casey Thompson. Like, I, I think he fits what he envisions the offense looking like in Nebraska, which I think is really I, exciting. I, and, and before we go to break, I really do think Sauter Heyman text line, I love that you guys are tapping in as well as the YouTube stream, uh, as well as the stream as a whole. Right. But listen, I think one thing, Nate, we need to take a look at is we need to continue this conversation. I still think there's a couple of players that that really intrigue me that I would love to hear uh, from you. Maybe we can touch it on the after the shootout with after Strick. Shootout with Strick. Coming back at three. Sounds like a plan to me. We will get into that, but go ahead and call us now. 402-464-5685. Shootout with Strick is next. $15. Buffalo Wings and Rings on the line. Call now. 402-464-5685. Shootout with Strick after this on the block.